months ago, U.S. Special Forces launched an assault, killing Ben Khalid and his terrorist organization. Six heroes who risked their lives to stop Ben Khalid from carrying out his threat to attack this country. We're blown. The whole squad. What? Ben Khalid's people found us. Welcome back to 24 Faithful, and my name is Joshua Rivers, your host. Again, we are joined by Mark Sievercrop, uh, Joel Wood, and Bradley Adams. We're talking today about episode number two of 24 Legacy, and so this is 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., and so, uh, Mark, do you know where uh, Bradley is coming to us from today well i was just gonna say we were we were bradley and i were talking before we went on the air and he's actually in broken arrow oklahoma isn't that that's getting closer to you isn't hey, it josh yeah that's, yeah that's just like an hour hour and a half away that's pretty cool jeez you guys should meet up oh, talk yeah. about some yeah if i would have known you said 24 you said, you said you said broken arrow oklahoma broken yes. arrow oklahoma it's, it's right outside of tulsa actually is that is that is that is that near uh oliver queen and and, and the rest of those guys over there <laughs> That would be cool, but I think they actually are over on the coast. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I won't, okay, I won't be there for long, say. Oh. And so, anyway, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. And so, uh, if you didn't listen to the first episode uh, that we talked about for episode one, uh, definitely do that. Um, and then we'll hopefully fill in any gaps that we left out of that one and fear of spoiling things. Um, this one's a little bit more open because there hasn't actually been anything else aired other than teasers and previews. So uh, should be all fair game at this point. And so um, who would like to kick it off this time? I want to hear Joel's feelings about Rebecca Ingram. There you go. That's a good place to start. <laughs> well, I, I, I waited for the entire first episode for this. I think Rebecca Ingram is the mole. Hmm. You can't I think Rebecca Ingram like because that. Come on now, let's hear it. I, I, <laughs> because the, the just the Eric Carter said that the only three people that knew access to the Army Rangers was the director of NSA, CIA, and CTU, which he said, which is now Keith Mullins. Mm-hmm. But we forget who quarterbacked the raid of Ben Khalid. That would be Rebecca Ingram. Right. Mm-hmm. So they keep talking about the directors of NSA, CIA, and CTU, which is Mullins, but they keep leaving out the fact that Rebecca Ingram quarterbacked the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And how and she was so quick to to try to get Keith Mullins override so she could get into the system. She's the the, the wife of, of, of a senator, the former head of CTU. Why would she need his override to get into the system? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't she be able to have her own override to get into the system? I mean, her husband is running for president of the United States. Well, she no longer had so, her credentials. And, she had to turn those over. But we yeah, do find out, you too. Fig- you figure. I mean, we find out at the end oh, that ahead, it, was from, it was from his campaign that it was, that it was accessed. You know, and supposedly it's the the scapegoat of you know the the campaign manager who already is being, uh, you know, the subject of an attack ad because she supposedly was at some mosque, um, you know, and mm-hmm. and so it, 
I can see where you're coming from. I think I think it definitely it would be a good she would be a good scapegoat. Um, what was the what's the what's her name? The campaign manager, Neela, I think. Neela, uh, Neela. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, she would be she'd be a really good scapegoat, and I mean, like you said, being the being the wife of the person running the campaign, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to consider that she could have used Neela's you know access <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to access I mean, how many? How many, how many times? How many times in 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 twenty fourth history now? How many times have we seen somebody else place some evidence on somebody else to make it look like they were the scapegoat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this actually to, reminds. Yeah, this reminds me of season one with um, Nina Myers, um, because early on in the in the season, um, they they have that key card that Jack recovered, and they they, they pinpointed it back to Nina's computer. Yes. Um, and, and so kind of pinpointing well that she's the one and then they they quickly kind of um scrape that under the rug um basically her say um nina saying that well it wasn't me someone else must have used my computer or whatever and so um that that, that would be that would follow a similar line as what you're saying here joel and so mm-hmm. that same thought and actually I, came to my head also and 24 24 is the master of the redirects Mm-hmm. Like they always try to make you think it's somebody at the beginning of the season. And then by the end of the season, it turns out to be somebody completely different. And also, I think, go on. No, I said, I don't think, I don't, I think they're focusing too much on Keith and, and the campaign manager, as opposed to, you know, who really, who really might be involved. Yeah. And that kind of brings up to like, what I was going to say was that where, um, they said the directors of NSA, CIA, and CTU, and completely glossed over the fact that Ingram was director of CTU and would have had access to all of this information. It's kind of similar to Nina at the end of season one when um, Jack learns that the Drazens know that Palmer's alive. And who, who had access to that information? Mason, Tony, Chappelle. One of them three's working against us. Never, it was a, never considering Nina was working against him when we know at that time that she was. It could be a very similar thing yeah. here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, 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 another, it's another one of the many comparisons that I've drawn from 24 Legacy Season 1 to Day 1. And I just, I just think that in the end, it'll be somebody that we're not even talking about. That we're not, that, I don't think it'll be Keith or the campaign manager. That in the end, it'll probably end up being Rebecca Ingram. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see how that plays out. So she's the wife of the senator, mm-hmm. and we and we are and we all know what happened to the last wife of a senator on twenty four. How she turned out. <laughs> so, oh, wow. that's true. Wow, he went there. Wow. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I did. <laughs> we we all remember the last wife of a of a senator who was running for the presidency. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But what I mean, I mean, I, I guess the question begs then. I mean, what's what would be her motive? I mean, I mean, obviously it's going to be some sort of angle to get her husband elected. I would think maybe, but it almost seems like she doesn't want him to be elected. Like she'd rather be the head of CTU still. I mean, could it could it be that she's pinning it on Mullins so that she can say, "Look, he doesn't know what he's doing. I need to step back in." Maybe. I think she might have her own ul- ulterior motives. I'm just with t- with only two episodes in. I'm just having a hard time 
pinpointing those motives. Mm-hmm. But I think she has all ulterior motives, and I think it's some, something to do with running for the presidency. I don't know whether it's to get him in the White House or something's going to come up later that's going to basically be trying to put him in the White House or what the, what the issue is, or maybe it has something to do with Eric himself. I don't know. But I think she's going to have some kind of motive toward the end of the season that's going to maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe Ben Khalid's not even dead. Who knows? We never saw a body. So. Hmm. And in 24, it doesn't even matter if you see the body. They might not be dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's very I mean, cool. I mean, just, just, I mean, just remember, just remember back to day one where Jack Bauer and his men killed Drazen, or so he thought, and then by the end of the season, we found out that he wasn't dead at all; that he was mm-hmm. in some black site somewhere. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I, um, as we kind of continue down. Um, some of the things in this episode um, getting away from Rebecca a little bit here. <laughs> um, the, the, the whole storyline, I think, between Eric and Isaac and uh, I just lost her name, Nicole. Um, cool. I think it's, I think it's kind of interesting. And so because you were finding out more information about about how how the whole fi- family dynamic is. Um, and so so I think that's really interesting. But then you have Isaac that at this time is preparing for some kind of um, big deal that's going down, um, or at least supposedly going down. And then uh, I think it's trading then, cards. I think they're, they're dealing in baseball cards. <laughs> oh, baseball! Okay, I was gonna say you got Pokemon or something, or he's trying, to, he's trying to get he's trying to get the scoop on the on the latest baseball cards coming out. He was, he was trying to get rid of all of his all of his Atlanta football cards before the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to let you have that one, Mark. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. You're, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm writing all this down. <laughs> well, he, well, well, Joel, Mark is just jealous because his Seahawks didn't even make it. So. Yeah, we, we weren't even in there, so, you know. <laughs> and, why, oh. and why was that, Mark? <laughs> I don't really watch football, so I don't really care. <laughs> I'm completely honest with you. <laughs> yeah, he watches the other football. That's right, the real football. Yeah, but but yeah. So I, I just think it's interesting the whole dynamic that's that's going between them. And then um, when when Eric realizes that he needs to get two million dollars um, because Ben Grimes is demanding two million dollars, or he's going to sell it to uh, the list of the terrorists. Um, I think it's really interesting that one of the I mean the first option that Eric thought of was let me go to my brother. Um, because he's this big drug lord kind of guy. Surely he's got two million dollars just laying around. Um, which I, I just think would be kind of crazy anyway. But anyway, I guess that could be maybe a reality uh, that they could be able to scrounge around two million dollars or something. But then the fact that he thought that his brother would do it um, after all the dyna- family dynamics that are going on, that all of a sudden, okay, you, you drop your wife off, my ex girlfriend, and then you ask two million dollars. Basically, no a, questions asked. There's a lot of brotherly love there. Yeah, there would have to be. And so, and then, and then the brother finally says, "Well, I don't got that kind of money." And he says, "But the cops got it. You can check the police and, station." Yeah. So Eric's like, "Oh, well, that's a great idea." <laughs> I was like, like I, I was, I was serious. serious. 
I love how he says it too. It's just like, well, you could go down to Walmart and see, you know, like that's what it was like. It was like, well, you could check the police station. He's like, all right, which police station? He's like, whoa, hold on. What? <laughs> yeah. click, that was like, that was a good line. That was funny. And you can kind of tell right there, like, even though they were they were estranged, supposedly, you know, that he that Isaac cares about him. I think mm-hmm. he's still, I mean, I get the feeling that he's the little brother. They don't really say, but that's kind of the feeling I get. And it's like, he still cares. And he's still like, dude, you are like, you know, and then when he talks to him about it, he's like, Nicole thinks that you're not over what you, you know, being in the military and you, you miss it. And, you know, like Eric, I loved Eric's response. He's like, careful brother. It almost sounds like you care. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's almost like, you know, I think it, I'm getting the sense that, that Eric was kind of written off when he decided he wanted a better life for himself. But then you have Nicole who tells Isaac, you know, you can still get out. Like you can still, you know, change, you know, change, you, you can have a better life, you know? And, and uh, so to see that dynamic of how, you know, they're kind of pulling each other, you know, between worlds a little bit. And it's, you know, Isaac, as much as he, he seems to be upset with his brother for leaving him or, you know, ditching him or whatever it was, he still, I think, doesn't want him to be there. You know, he doesn't want him in that life because when, when Eric's suggesting that he steals, you know, $2 million from the police station, Isaac's like, that's not a good idea. Like, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and if the drug deal, the drug deal, um, the drug lord um, <laughs> is saying that that's a bad idea, it's probably, it's probably a bad, bad idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, he, he, he's he's a he's a drug dealer. He's a drug dealer and everything. But I, I don't think I don't think he's a complete idiot. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He's starting to think his brother is, but he's not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So but I go, that was really interesting. <laughs> but going into the police station and stealing two million dollars—that's that's totally what Jabbar would do. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so totally. And no, nobody would be able to talk him out of it either. So. And you know yeah, what? He would he would have had Chloe running a loop on the security systems too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like exactly. He, he told Becca. Mm-hmm. You would think, another you thing. Would think, you would think that they'd be able to keep people from doing that. I mean, it happens in like every movie and TV show in the world, but for some reason they can still get it done. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the funniest thing about that scene was when he was. No, I'm saying I thought the funniest thing about that scene was when um. When he finally talking to the cops, and one of the cops told him, you know, going into the police station and stealing two million dollars—that's crazy. And he was like, "Yeah, I keep hearing that." Yeah. And the one thing too is, is he comes up with this plan, uh, obviously very quickly, um, to be able to get in. But I, I don't know if he ever thought of how he was going to get out. Which also is a very they never do. thing to do. That's a very oh, Jack yes. thing to do. We'll figure that out when we get there. <laughs> I, I kind of think he was right, hoping that it would all just go smoothly. No one would find out that he's in there stealing $4 million and then he could just walk mm-hmm. out free and yeah. oh, everything would be fine. But of course, that's never course, going to happen. That's, that, yeah. that, that kind of stuff happens all the time. So of course he would think that. That's right, yeah. <laughs> But I think it's, you know, it's back to that mentality that, that Jack had all the time where it's like, you know, somebody would ask him, do you really think, you, well, he did say it actually, you know, it's like, I have no choice. Like, there is no other option. Like, yeah, this this is a long shot. I mean, the likelihood that I make out of the, make it out of this alive or not in handcuffs is pretty low, but there's no other choice. If I don't do this, you know, Ben, and we haven't talked about Ben hardly at all, but I mean, Ben's selling it supposedly, 
supposedly to Khalid's people. So, I mean, he's like, and he, he mentions that to Isaac. He's almost like, if I don't do this, you know, hundreds of thousands of people's lives are in danger, you know? And, and so I think that's, that's that Jack mentality again of, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice myself. And if I end up failing and I get shot, which kind of seems at the end of the, set, the episode that that's my, that's where it's going. I mean, they didn't even ask questions. It was like, let's start firing once the door opens, you know, it's like, what if he'd put somebody in front of him? But, uh, you know, that's just, that's just his mentality. It's like, well, we, it's gotta be, it's gotta be done regardless of whether it's a long shot or it's not a long shot, there's nowhere else to get this money. And if I don't get it to him, and we all know that he has no intentions of giving Grimes $2 million and letting him walk away, but still, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got to get it to have the meeting. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Again, that's another Jack Power kind of thing. It's like, I need to have the real deal um, yeah. with me um, and and then be able to track it. Although there, there were several times when Jack didn't have the real deal Mm-hmm. Um, but he was acting like he had the real deal, and so, but yeah, okay. but yeah, I mean, let's, he had to have it at the start at least. Let's talk about Grimes a little bit. Let's talk about uh, you know, this idea that you know we find out in season two that not only was Grimes messed up when he got back, you know, dealing with a lot of issues, but he was before the raid, and we find mm-hmm. out that that's why Eric is going to such extents to save him is the fact that he feels guilty. He feels like it's his fault that not only did Grimes grab this box, but but that they're in this predicament in the first place. You know, it's, it's all his fault. And, you know, Rebecca even says, hey, it's not all your fault, that you can't blame this on you. But mm-hmm. you, have this, you have this whole thing where none of the team knew he had it. And apparently he took it for, what, a few, like, coins and stuff? Like, what was in the top of that box? It was, like, hardly anything. He didn't realize what he had. Mm-hmm. And that's that's leading to this whole international incident. And so Eric is looking at it and saying, "This is my fault. You know, I covered for him. I he shouldn't have been on that raid in the first place. He was not in the right frame of mind to be on that raid. But I covered for him because I was trying to help him. And so I mean, that I think that's an interesting dynamic, uh, and it it really does kind of change the way that you view what Eric's doing. Yes, he's trying to save the country. Yes, he's trying to stop a terrorist attack. But it's also kind of a I need to fix my mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and actually, one one thought I had is um, is if Ben Grimes never grabbed that box, Ben Khalid's men would already have the list and already have things in motion, and nobody would know anything. So maybe it's a good thing that I mean, yeah, there's a lot of crap going on right now, but at least there's whatever a couple hours head heads up <laughs> that something's coming. That's true. Did did anybody see the the VR p- prequel to Twenty Four Legacy that was on the Samsung devices? Since I have an iPhone, I did not. Yeah, same <laughs> I here. hate that. I hate that Twenty Four does that too. It's like when they did the whole like scene with with uh, Tony, you know, after Live Another Day. It's like I don't have a Blu-ray player. Thanks, appreciate it. You know, it's like now it's like ah, I don't have a Samsung. I hate you people. Gosh. Yeah, but, but I don't have a Blu-ray player. Even a couple a I couple it on months. YouTube. Yeah. Um, so I watched the, you know, I have an iPhone now, so. Did you go find a friend? <laughs> so I, I, I saw, I saw the prequel on YouTube. Oh. And, <laughs> and, um, they post, they posted it like out of their Samsung device. So you okay. can tell like, it's like really small. <laughs> so, but you could but you could still see it and hear it. And you could hear some of the banter back and forth between Carter and Grimes. That you could tell that Grimes was kind of messed up, 
because mm. he was talking about government conspiracies and stuff like that as they were sitting in a plane getting ready to drop down on Ben Khalid's men. Mm-hmm. So you could tell that Grimes was kind of, there was something not right about him before, before the, the mission even started. So mm. I think, I think that kind of, that kind of carried over to, he's kind of got this, he was tight government mentality about him. Like he's he's he thinks that the the government is after is is got some conspiracy out, and it's all in his head. Is there's no truth to it, but it's all in his head. And I think that's what I think that's part of what's driving him to sell that list to Ben Khalid's men because he feels like that's what the government owes him for right. what for what he blames them for what they did to him. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it a. It kind of reminds me of of Stephen Saunders from the original Twenty Four. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was with Jack Bauer on the mission too, right. but when they got but when they got out, they went in two totally different directions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steve Stephen Saunders was kind of had that anti government mentality as well, even though Grimes is a little bit more radical and messed up than than Saunders was, because Saunders was kind of calculating and you know he thought out everything that he did before he did it Grimes is just kind of acting on impulse well I think again this I mean Grimes's character is another one of those where they're addressing issues that are are happening I mean we've got a lot of people um, you know that are dealing with you know PTSD and you know all the the effects of, of being at war and I think again this is the the you know the writers addressing issues that are very real and that we can all identify with. We can all see it happening. You know, I mean, I had, I had a cousin that, that struggled with PTSD for ten years. So when I see Grimes, you know, I mean, he didn't he didn't go into the conspiracy theory stuff, but I mean, it it really he struggled with it. And I say did because he ended up committing suicide because of it. So it's something that's like. As I'm watching Grimes, I can associate with that. I can I can identify with that because we all hear about these stories or we know somebody that's dealing with these types of issues. And you know, now Eric is having to deal with it with his you know with his buddy with his uh, this guy from his unit and trying to to help him um, work through the the struggles of you know going to war and then coming back. And so I think it's again, I mean, we keep hitting this, but it's like seeing the way that they're they're pulling in these current events. And the fact, you know, Joel, we talked about in the in the the prequel episode about how you know Eric is a different type of hero for a different time than Jack. You know, Eric is a hero for the time we, that we live in now. You know, a post nine eleven. Um, well, Jack was too, but you know, where we grew up with it, and there's PTSD that's really you know known and those types of things. And so I think it's it's interesting to see the the things that Eric is dealing with that Jack never dealt with. You know, whether it's, you know, friends that have PTSD and have all these conspiracy theories and, and really struggle with those things um, or any other things that he's dealing with. And I think it's it's really cool to see them addressing those issues in that way that that really just brings it to the forefront and, and makes us think about it a little bit more as we're watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you think if you think about just the first two episodes of the issues in today's world that they've already addressed, mm-hmm. um, PTSD, um Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. um, the uh, depiction of Muslims, yep. you know, just just things like that that they've already addressed in just the first two episodes that are hot button topics in today's in today's society. 
um, the use the use of force by police officers, you know, things like that that are hot button topics now. Mm-hmm. And they've addressed those in just the first two episodes. Well, I think they've addressed them in a way, too, that isn't pushing an agenda. I think it's just bringing up the conversation, um, which I think is awesome. I mean, I I saw a lot of people posting about, oh, yeah, we're stereotyping, you know, Muslims. We're stereotyping Middle Easterners. But it's like, you know, we see in episode two that you have, you know, radicalized Americans that are that are, you know, part of these terrorist cells, too. And so and I remember hearing them say that's one of the things that they wanted to focus on was was the fact that just you know it's not just muslims it's not just middle easterners it's it's you know anybody you know and and it isn't just the stereotype it's it's the fact that anybody can be you know marginalized and you know led be led to believe something that that causes issues and um you're right i mean it's a, there's a lot of issues that they're addressing and and i saw it on twitter as i was as i was as i was live tweeting is just some of the things that people were posting and stuff that they're recognizing that that it's a very modern um, show and it's addressing issues that are happening right now, which I think's I think it's kind of cool, kind of neat. Yeah, I, th- I think they've done a good job of addressing the issues, but not siding on one particular side of the issue. Right. Like yeah. you, even 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 in the even in the segment with Eric Carter and the police officers, yeah. you know everybody everybody assumes that you know Black Lives Matter means that all police officers abuse their power. Mm-hmm. But you could see that the older police officer was the one roughing up yep. Carter. But you see the younger police officer on the side kind of be like, hold on, hold on, you're breaking his arm. Right. You know, kind of light, lighten up a little bit. Right. So it's kind of, they're not, they're depicting the, the, the issues that are going on in today's world, but they're not picking one side or the other. Yep. You know, they have one, one cop that's abusing his power and one that's trying to get him to lighten up. They have Muslims that are plotting against America, but they also have radicalized Americans as well. So right. they're doing a good job of addressing the issue, but addressing both sides of the issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I think they're doing... Uh, well, I mean, 24 has done this since it started um, as yeah. far as bringing up these pertinent issues of the day that it, i mean the time that it's airing and kind of bringing them up um be able to use that i guess maybe as leverage to be able to kind of maybe, maybe kind of get a little more popularity i guess uh but then like like mark said uh to um maybe open up the discussion a little bit more um as to okay this is a stereotype but i mean what what's the actual role that it actually has and to be able to kind of get down to what was really going on and and maybe even be able to find a, a possible solution for it. And so, but one thing I do find interesting is that Eric, he uses that um, black versus police kind of thing. Um, and, and instead of like bashing it, he takes it and uses it to his advantage to try to be able to get into the police department um, and, it, it didn't even seem to be like a second thought to him. It was just, it was like, okay, well, this is, I know how to get to the police department. <laughs> so, right. Right. Uh, and so I thought that was kind of <laughs> interesting that way. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about, um, you know, he, 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 go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm just saying he knew that as soon as he took off running that they were going to turn the lights on and come after him. So, mm-hmm. 
Let's talk about, um, I mean, we saw a lot more in, in episode two about, you know, the, the, the plots that were against this country. We saw a lot more about, you know, Ben Khalid's son and, you know, the people that are, are behind, you know, the killing of, of Eric's uh, squad and their motives. And <clears throat> I don't know that they, they out and out said it, but you get the impression, if nothing else, that, you know, this, this teenage girl and this teacher at the school are one of these cells. They're they're one mm-hmm. of the the people that are, are waiting to be activated, um, you know, based on what happens. And then you have, you know, Khalid's son who has the, he's already got a rebellion on his hands. He's already got his second in command that is saying, nope, we're doing this. You know, we're going, we're going to go, you know, hit this, you know, shopping mall or whatever it was. And I thought it was really interesting the, the calm nature in which he approaches, you know, this entire thing, you know, from you know trying to find the the thumb drive to you know dealing with people wanting to do their own thing and um i think it's i think it's really neat interesting to see how that's all going to tie together because i think it's going to you know in true 24 fashion it's going to tie together in more than one way and there's going to be different connections that we probably don't see yet that are going to affect a, a lot of things mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and so, yeah, like you said, the way that they kind of handled it, I, I thought it was maybe a little bit awkward. Uh, the whole showdown uh, where the second command held him at gunpoint for a second after he kind of glanced back at his team, basically knowing, okay, yeah, my team's got my back if I shoot this guy. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, the 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 co- uh, the collectedness that um, the son had, I, I can't remember his name now, um, uh, Jala, Jala, uh, Jadala? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Junior. I guess we can call him Junior. junior. <laughs> uh anyway, so 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 the, the the I mean the the confidence and the the coolness that he had, knowing that hey, you're not just gonna kill the son of this great mastermind. Is he says, Hey, we got this. And so so yeah, you gotta diffuse that. But you could definitely tell that there was still something in the guy's eye that's like, okay, this ain't over. You may have won right. the battle, but so it'd be interesting right. to see how that progresses in the next couple episodes. If there's going to be that power struggle, um, and and maybe the the one guy, I, I think the one guy's either going to kill the son. I guess we're kind of skipping to predictions here, but I think he's either going to kill the son um, the and take around. over the yeah. lead, or in the process of trying to do that, he's going to die, um, <laughs> and and all that. So one of the two, I think, is going to be gone in the next couple episodes. Well, I think as we're oh, go ahead, Bradley. I so I imagine it will be the uh, second in command that ends up going because I I can't imagine they're going to kill Bin Khalid's son anytime soon. It's kind of why I felt that scene was a bit empty in that it's the second time we've seen him. He's got this big significance to the overall plot. Right. They're probably not going to kill him. Right. I was kind of surprised, honestly. I thought I thought he'd turn around and he'd kill the second in command right away, like. Mm. You know, usually that's the way those things go. It's like, it's okay. You know, we're all on the same page. Let's get back to work, but you're not going to be here. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what you expected to happen and, and it didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I also, there was, there was one line that, that really intrigued me and it was um, between, what was the teacher's name? Is that Mr. Harris? Was that yeah, it? Yeah, Harris. Okay. Yeah, David Harris. So there's that one line between um, the, the girl, what's her name? Amira? Yeah. Is it Amira? Amira and Amira. Harris. Where she says essentially, you know, 
do you remember what this country did to you or what they did to your family? Or there's some phrase like that. And it's really kind of cryptic and it doesn't really say what they're talking about, but obviously there was some sort of, you know, you know, experience that he had that has driven him to this point where he's willing to, you know, you know, make a bomb (laughs) for terrorists. And I, and it's obviously, there's enough passion connected to that event that he's willing to slam some kid's head against the, <laughs> against the floor and kill him. And I was like, geez. And you could tell like, even, even Amira was like, Whoa, uh, we shouldn't have done that. Like that probably might've been a little bit too far at this point, but I'm interested to see how that, how that plays out because obviously knowing the writers are 24, that line about what your what they did to your family is going to play, it's going to hold sway and it's going to affect um, the plot of, of the entire show because there's some reason that he's he's to this point and I don't know if it's going to be that you know he was you know they exploited uh, his feelings on that and are using him or if, if he, he truly believes what he's doing is right I don't know but I think it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see how that plays out because there's obviously more to that that's going to be you know probably dripped to us in the next few episodes I feel like there has to be more to it because at the minute I, I kind of found it really funny that he, she said to him, they destroyed your marriage. They des- they're trying to destroy your career. Right. What's probably just dist- at the minute, all I can see that probably destroyed his marriage and it's going to destroy his career is the fact that he's engaging in relations with a student and <laughs> planning to commit an act of right. terror. Right. <laughs> that would, that would help with it. Wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did two not think what I kind of want to not do if you want to keep your right. marriage career. Going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you guys, did any of you see that coming that that was who she was talking to? Or texting with. Uh, I yes. was surprised. I don't know. I'll be honest. I, you probably saw it before, Bradley. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you got the screenplay last year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, uh. I, I wasn't surprised, but I, I, I also kind of felt... I, I, it didn't... I, I wasn't expecting it, but then I also wasn't particularly surprised by it. It made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I probably right. should have seen it coming it i mean they didn't exactly try and drag it out for ages did they no so. can i can i be honest with you like i was literally i was live tweeting it right in in the first episode when they show her the first time and she's talking to the guy and i was like i was about to tweet oh boy here we go you know teenage girl in trouble you know it's like i'm like oh here, here we go again it's the same thing and then i was totally wrong um but like that's the way i thought they were going with it it's like oh boy here we we got another you know um, you know, Jack's daughter or, you know, whoever else where it's like, yep, they're in trouble, you know, poor defenseless girl, <laughs> you know, teenage girl that's mm-hmm. going to be in trouble. And there's going to be a, you know, I don't know if there's going to be a, you know, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but it's like somehow she's involved and I was just wrong as to the side in which she was involved. Yeah. I would so say I did not tweet that. Thank goodness. I would say about these two, um, if all of the sleeper cells are, as competent as these two are, Eric has no worries. <laughs> <laughs> they could end the show right now because no terrorist attackers are going to happen. It, it's just they're going to be foiled before they even start. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let's see. Um, oh, I, I lost the thought I was going to have here. Um, because Mark, you kind of mentioned about the fact that you were live right. tweeting, um, and so um, I, I did want to just go ahead and take a second and um, say that there were several people that um, interacted with you, and of course you were tagging our uh, 
uh, the official podcast. Um, yep. Uh, thing they're uh, at the 24 podcast um it's, and called, so you marketing, were folks. it's called marketing <laughs> yeah and so and so that was good so we had had several people that were interacting um there and so let's see here uh marie uh Pilliser? i am probably pronouncing that wrong um and so kind of jumped in the conversation with you and then long live the king kind of jumped in there as well uh, Colette Hanna. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to scroll through here. And so Alex Ogle liked a tweet um, that was there. Then there was also RJ Sharp and Nadine. Um, and then there was uh, Loretta Francis um, that jumped in there talking about Edgar and uh, the cousin there, as we already kind of alluded to. Then there's Trevor Hadley. Um, he was in the UK. Uh, but he does not have the privileges that some people have of being able to watch it um, as as we are or even beforehand. And so he has to wait until February 15th, apparently, for that to be able to come out in the UK. Um, so he's kind of bummed about that. So he was asking if we could be able to uh, record it and then share it with him via Dropbox. <laughs> that's that's got to be why why Bradley's traveling the country. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He knew, he knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, so anyway, so, so there's that. And then, uh, the next one, we got a question, which we already kind of talked about. Um, this was from Rose. Um, it says, will there, will there, or will there not be a mole at CTU and who will it be? So we already kind of talked about that, Absolutely. um, connecting potentially, uh, Rebecca, um, Rebecca Ingram. Uh, but do we think that maybe there's any other moles? Cause a lot of times there's more than one and they're kind of either working together or they're working separately don't know about each other so any thoughts on maybe additional moles well there's certainly one it wouldn't be 24 without one mm-hmm. i mean is there another one i mean they haven't it could be we haven't seen very many people that, they haven't really showcased that many members of ctu as of yet right um i mean we've seen keith we've seen andy um else of course um we see. We just we just saw the director of ops um, on episode two, Locke. Um, other than that, mm-hmm. we haven't seen too many potential candidates. Although Andy just looks like somebody that would just be a mole for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he just had. He just he, him him and him and Keith just have these looks like you just want to. I just don't know why. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I feel like he's enough of a. Uh, I, I feel like he just do whatever Rebecca says. So I mean, if Rebecca's involved, then yeah, he's totally involved. But if she's not, then I don't think he is. You know what I mean? Like I think he just kind of follows along with whatever he's asked to do. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it seems. I will say though, you mentioned uh, Locke, uh, the head of ops. Did anybody watch Longmire? Because that's where I know yes. that guy from, and I'm like, I love him. Like he's one of my favorite actors and he just, he has that look of I'm the ops director and I'm a complete bad a and I can take down anybody. And so I think it'll be cool to see how he kind of plays into it because I think he has to, as, as the director of ops, he has to at he some point me. play in at some point. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Uh, what he, me. No, I was going to say he kind of oh, reminds ahead. me of a cross between, between Ronnie and Doyle. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. 
do yeah. gloves. He kind he kind of reminds me of a cross between Ronnie and Doyle. Yeah, I could see that. Neither one lasted very long. I was thinking uh, uh, Freddie Prince's character. Why can't I remember his name? Cole. 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 We I want to say Chase, Chase but I'm like, nope, that's like, I know, right? I want to say Chase, but I'm like, it's not Chase. <laughs> so. No, no, yeah. That was that was so that was so out of character for Freddie Prince because he's just the furthest thing from a bad A that you'll ever meet. <laughs> like, just, that was just so out of character for him. <laughs> Yeah, one thing I thought was interesting about uh, Thomas Locke is uh, um, he didn't seem to really care too much about people. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, at, at least twice there, someone came up and he's like, who are you? Like, I've been here for <laughs> several weeks great now. Line. That was a great line. <laughs> it's like, I don't really care what's your name. And so you haven't been here long enough for, for me to be able to care. And so... <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're not my gun or my bulletproof vest, so... <laughs> He comes, he comes, he comes to me like yeah. a grumpy, like a grumpy uncle. Right, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's, who, let's go ahead and transition. Who, who are you and where's my beer? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know there's probably more things that we could be able to kind of pick out, pick out of the episode. Um, but is there anything that we want to end in um, as far as like anything about this season or so far, or um, maybe some predictions um, that are hopes and dreams that we can have. And so they, they previewed uh, uh, the next episode. A bit of a fun fact about episode two that I don't know who, how many people actually know it, but do you remember when Eric Carter was being brought into the police station? Yes. You know, the, the, the lady that was checked, that, was, that, that sent him to the back. Okay. That said, that's that's not a good way to start the day. Mm-hmm. That is Eric Carter's mother. Really? In, in real life, yes. Nice. Oh. I did my I did my research, Mark. Look at that! Yeah, he's interesting. <laughs> top of that. I, I know, like right? <laughs> there we go. I thought I thought you were gonna say it was like Eric Carter's mother in like the show, and I'm like. <laughs> Wow, she's in on it too. Then, like, she didn't flinch. I think for me, uh, as far as predictions and stuff, I mean, we're gonna see Rebecca approaching her husband about, um, you know, the campaign manager, and you know, supposedly selling him out, and so you're gonna have some marital strife there of of him having the struggle of I just told her I'm good and I trust her, and now I have this information, and so I think you're gonna see something there. Um, I think it'll kind of reveal a little bit more of people's motives. You know, maybe Joel will be proven right. Um, and I think if if he was, we heard it here first. You know, I think we can <laughs> we can officially say that he was the first person to call it. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're gonna see that develop a little bit more. I think you're gonna see the, um, you know, the the interaction with Grimes and Eric. Um, and we'll see where that goes. I mean, I, I really don't think we're going to see a, a solution to who has the thumb drive by the end of episode three. But who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, it, if, it's, if it's anything like every other 24, there's, there's, a, 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 there's a plot behind the plot, which is also behind the plot that's behind the other plot. So uh, <laughs> they might get the thumb drive, but then find out that, um, oh my gosh, Grimes made a copy or something. You know, stopped at the Walgreens and made a copy of it or something. I don't know. But yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I don't know. I don't. I think uh, I, I'm really excited to see how he gets out of the police station. 
That's mm-hmm. what I, I, you know, they showed that, that quick clip of him running down the hallway with people firing guns at him and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, Jack Bauer tricks he has up his sleeve to, to break out of, you know, where all of the police are. <laughs> I'd be interested to see how long it takes as well. Cause live another yeah. day, did a very similar thing and it took Jack a whole episode. Um, I know that was, that was a lot to do with the fact that he had to do stuff in there for that whole episode, but that was a long time. And I don't know that Legacy will spend that long on it, um, but it'll be interesting. Oh, come on. Yeah. If, he can't get, if he can't get out of there in under 40 minutes, then he, he has no he has no right to be even in the same league as Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, the terrorist cells he's going up against are pretty incompetent, so he'll That's be right, fine. Yeah. This is the hardest thing he's going to have to do in the next 22 hours. <laughs> 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 um, I, I, I think I think I think number one, my first prediction is I don't think Grimes is gonna make it through half the season. No. I think I think just the it screams that Grimes is going to bite the dust by episode six or seven. Yeah. Um that's just my that's just my feelings on it. Um I think I think by the next, I think within the first ten to fifteen minutes of episode three, Carl will be out of the police station. because um, I don't think they're gonna spend too much time on it. Um it'd be kind of if he just you know, if he just ran out the door and jumped in the car. Um <laughs> so, so he's gotta go that'd through the or something. <laughs> that'd be kinda anticlimactic, you know, he's gotta go through a banner or something. Um I, I do think Rebecca. I don't think she. She. I don't think she's going to be the only mole, but I think she's going to be the main mole. It's behind it. Um, I think. You know, we haven't really talked about it, but I'm interested to see what role Tony plays in all of this. Mm-hmm. He can make it an hour. Because I, I saw. Because I. I saw the episode. I saw episode three promo, <laughs> and I could have sworn I saw his face, but I'm not. I sure. thought I did too for a second. Yeah, I don't know if it was, but I like I had at, the that bo- at the second yeah. at the bottom corner. I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm not sure if that was his face. Um, I remember when they when they said that he was coming back. I remember them saying something about we won't see him to like episode six or something like that. Right. Mm. So I don't know if that was him or not, but I'm interested to see what role he plays. Um, Whatever, whatever side, whatever side he's on is going to do a lot in determining how the rest of the season plays out. I think. Um, as far as whether he gets killed or whether he um, lives another day, is I think that I think a lot of that will be dictated. I know, Mark, you think he's going to get killed. I didn't. No, spend, I, I didn't spend three years trying to get. I, like <laughs> I didn't spend three years trying to. I didn't spend three years trying to bring him bad just for him to die in two episodes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, 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 but I think, I think he's dead because that would be just too obvious. Um, and yeah, that's, th- those are pretty much my predictions. Grimes is, isn't going to make it. Rebecca's going to be revealed to be the, the mole. And I don't think Ben Khalid is dead. I think that's why his son was so calm when the guy had the gun to his head. Hmm. Because he probably knows something that the second in command does not know. Because remember, only a select few people knew that Drazen was alive. Mm -hmm. Only a select few people know that Khalid actually made it out alive. Hmm. Very interesting, for sure. So, 
definitely looking forward to the uh, the next episode and of course all the other ones to follow. Um, I did see somewhere I, I haven't verified it so um, that this coming Saturday that Fox is supposed to air the first two episodes again. Um, so if you missed it or you want to watch it again, there you go. I use Hulu. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, <laughs> that works. Man, Bradley just gets to watch them so all. It really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Bradley just and Bradley's seen all. <laughs> Bradley Bradley's seen all twelve episodes anyway, so he's just right. he's biting his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hard for us not to give spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> try, try, try knowing what happens in episode ten. <laughs> yeah, he's mad. He was like, "Yeah, idea. yes, protections." Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, thank you all uh, for for joining us today, Mark, Joel, Bradley. Definitely appreciate that, and thank you for listening. And make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, and we will talk to you next week and share it with all your friends. Yes, and some of your enemies too, <laughs> especially. Yeah. Especially your enemies. Cover, cover everybody. <laughs>